morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us in the house of the Lord. One day in the house of the Lord is better than a? Amen. Let's try that one more time. One day in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. That's, that's good. Uh, praise God. We are on a series of 40 days of consecration. Uh, could I have the slides up there as well, please? Thank you. And also on this. And probably on the other screens on that side too. <laughs> they must be thinking, man, this guy's so demanding. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you guys. Can we give these guys a hand, please? They are they're, they're a little short-handed today, but hey, and Elijah, what did you think of Elijah? Could you see him behind the drums? If there was actually a drummer playing there, okay? So just just so you know. I mean, how wonderful he was here right at, you know, by 8.30, he was here rehearsing with us. So we are so thankful that we've got uh, one of our young, one of our kids playing on this. I shouldn't actually call him a kid. One of our, one of the, one of the young people in this house, hallelujah, playing. And so we, you know, we often say they are our future leaders, but actually they are our current leaders, isn't it? Right? It's not about them, you know. It's not about them leading in the future, but even right now they're leading. Right, right now, just behind the drum, drum kit, you know, he's leading. He's really supporting what we're doing, so we're so, so thankful. We really appreciate this. Folks, I want to really try and encourage you guys to... I shouldn't say guys. I want to try and encourage all of you to join us at, at 10.20. Come in earlier. Come in a little early. We are... These 40 days are crucial. They are, they, are, they are really, really crucial, right? I don't think it is difficult because when you go to work, what time do you leave for work? It's at, you start work at 9, you probably leave at 7.30, maybe 7, maybe 8, maybe 8.30. Hallelujah. You do? Yeah. Come on, come on, folks. Yeah. Yes. You, maybe you're feeling a little guilty now because you know where I'm going, right? So that's why you don't want to say yes. But it's not about guilt. It's not about condemnation. Do you know what it's about? Examination. That's the word the Lord dropped in my spirit earlier through worship. And he said, share with the, share with the church. It's about examination. Examine your hearts. Examine your motives. Examine your lifestyle. Right? So the reason we do that at 1020 is this, so that we come and we begin to really tune ourselves. There is something prolific and powerful that happens to any one of us when our spirits begin to align. And you will understand that today. Right, today I want to talk about, I want to share about three different persons that you find in the book of Corinthians. Say it with me, the natural man, the spiritual man, and the carnal man. And we need to figure out where we are, which category we're in. Amen? And again, this is really, really, absolutely, you've got to hear this clearly because I feel the Lord has reminded me again and again, this is not about condemnation. It is not about guilt. It's not about shame. 
No one should ever leave this place today feeling condemned, shameful, or guilty. But you must feel like you've gone to the doctors for an examination. <laughs> and you're coming out with good news, not with bad news. Amen. You're leaving that examination theater with good news. Say that with me. Good news. Good news. Because the Lord wants to give us good news. And as part of our 40 days of... Uh, oh, did I do that? 40 days of consecration. We've got from Monday to Friday, we do a reading of the word. At 7.30 in the morning, if you could join us on Zoom, you get the emails. If you're part of our community Facebook page, you get the Facebook uh, as well. If you, by chance, have not received the Zoom link, you, can, you don't need to come on. We don't need, no one will see anyone except for the person who's actually really reading that. Right? So when you come on... You, your video will be off and your, uh, and your mics will be off. Automatically, it'll be off. And you, you'll be joining us. So don't, don't turn it on. Unless you want to be seen, that's fine. But please don't turn on your mics because someone will be reading it. And in the mornings, we read out of the New King, New King James Version. And in the afternoon at 12, we read out of the NLT Version. And it's so good for us to read out of this. When you hear someone, I, I love the way Eve put it on, on one of the chats in our Facebook page. She, she said that it sounds like we're listening to the different disciples of Christ retelling the story. So we finished the book of John. We're now in the book of Acts, right? And we will finish with the book of Revelation, right? And we're going through the Psalms. So there is, again, there is something powerful that happens. Some, some mornings it's only six minutes. Sometimes it's 10. Very rarely would it go to about 12. In the afternoon, it's between 12, 10 to 15 minutes at the most. So it's like a lunch break, you know, you take. I come from Malaysia. And in Malaysia, you, you, have, you, you have the Muslims praying five hours a day, right? And so you will hear in the morning, Allahu Akbar, Allah, you know, it'll, it'll go on in the mornings like that. In the afternoons, and it's all blad. It's all, it's blaring. So you are woken up to those prayers. You don't even need an alarm in a sense, right? Because you're, you're woken up to that. Imagine us declaring like that the word of the Lord. The Lord our God in the midst of us is mighty. Imagine that as we are declaring that. Praise the Lord. All ye people, praise the Lord. Open ye gates. Imagine as we declare those things. So, over Zoom, I mean over here, I suppose if we start to do that, I think the council might come after us, or someone may complain, or this or that, you know. I mean, those things, those, those things do, do happen, but when you go to nations like that, you find that they don't shy away from that. So folks, why should, why should we? Right? So please, let me, encourage you to, let me encourage you to join us in the mornings, uh, as, we, as we read together. Okay, if, you, if by any chance you've not received the Zoom link, please come and see me after service or see any of our leaders, see Shami or even the, the crew at the back there as well. If you see them, they'll be able to uh, help you and assist you with that. Amen. Let's, let's pray this morning. Let's place our hands on our hearts this morning. And pray a prayer that you're being moved to today as you hear the Holy Spirit.
is you hear the Spirit beckoning you, wooing you. And as you say, Lord, come and examine my heart. Come and examine my mind. For as the psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart today. Search me, O Lord. Refresh me. Encourage me. Now show me. Unveil to me. Reveal to me. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's look at our first... What is, what is consecration? We're going to be looking at the context of, of self. You know, after salvation, we spoke for, a, for about three weeks or so on self. I think I would have, probably by the end of today, I would have given you over these three to four weeks at least 30 passages of Scripture. 30 portions of Scripture. Now, also I want to put this to you. If you want all of the Scripture that was shared in its, in its original context, meaning you know, with, with, with the Greek and with all of that, if you want the slides that I've used and the, the Scripture that I have, come and see me personally. Right? Let me know you want that and I will, I, will, I will email that to you. I don't want to email just en masse. I only want to give it to those who feel that you, you really want it. Please come. Don't hesitate. Come and, come and see me. I will gladly email this to you in a booklet, in a booklet form for you so you could, you could utilize all of that in your own, in your own private moments. And again, what, the reason I'm taking that approach is I, I felt so clearly the Lord saying that during this 40 days of consecration, it is vital that we as individuals, we as individuals begin to come into a place of of, of seeking, of searching, of, of creating hunger, of going deeper, of finding Him truly in that secret place, of hearing from Him truly, what is it, Lord, that I need to begin to start to forsake and to, and, and, and to give away and to give up, Lord? What is it that I need to do in order to come into a place that I've been hindered for years and years and years. What is it? Is it my pride? Is it my anger? Is it my ego? Is it my sheer laziness? Whatever it is. God doesn't want any of that to hinder you from coming to Him because He loves you beyond a shadow of a doubt. He loves you with, with a great measure. Amen? And so He wants to come fully into, fully into your lives. Right? And Joshua said in, in chapter 3, verse, verse 5, say that with me, please. Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate. Read it with me. Then Joshua said to the people, let me try that one more time. Then Joshua said to the people, once again, then Joshua said to the people, consecrate 
which is devote abundantly and completely yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Say, the Lord will do wonders among, among us. The Lord will do wonders among us, among each and every one of us. The person sitting beside you, the person in front of you, the Lord wants to do wonders in that sense. So what is, what is consecration? It is to devote, to set apart, to dedicate, to surrender. It is centered in our hearts and reveals our loyalty to God. Folks, this period of time is a time where you need to realize how loyal are you to the Lord. You need to realize, is your faith built on someone else's revelation? Is your faith built on someone else's relationship? Or is it based on your own? Produces a closer and more obedient, obedient relationship with God. And I want to guarantee you this. I, 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 I believe this with all of my heart. Not like... You know, I, I feel like saying, unlike before. I mean, in a sense, it is. Because I, 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 I truly, truly, truly believe coming out of this 40 days of consecration, something prolific and, and, and significant is going to happen to you. But boy, if you are not seeking Him with all of your heart, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. There needs to be an all, not some. There needs to be an all aspect. Deepens over time whilst releasing God's blessing. Develops over our lifetime. John chapter 16 verse 7, it says this. This is so, so it's again such a significant thing, such a significant thing for us. Right? Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage or it is expedient that I go away for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So when you look at that, it says, it is to your advantage. It is to your advantage. It is to my advantage. Meaning, it is so good. Guys, it is so good that I go. Because if I don't, I cannot send the helper. Because when, I, when, when I'm around here, if I have to go away for a meal... You will miss out. I will not be with you. Or if I'm asleep, I'm not going to be with you. But if I go, the Holy Spirit will be here. That even whilst you are sleeping, He is here. And there is no such thing as the Lord sleeps because He neither sleeps nor slumber. Amen. So He's going to be present. So it was such a, 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 uh, uh, an important aspect for the disciples to begin to realize, though they could not understand why he had to go, right? John chapter 14, 16 to 7, and it says, it, it says this within the context of where the Greek word is, right? And I will, ask the, I will ask the Father that he will give you another helper to be with you, not sometimes, not occasionally, but forever. But forever, exactly. Even the spirit of whom? The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells where? With you and will be in you. Now, this is important for you and I to remember. In us is where the Spirit begins to dwell. Because before accept, accepting him, before you and I were born again, he was not in us. 
we were living all to ourselves. So we never knew what it meant to coexist. We never knew what it meant to make room for him. When he walks into the room, when he walks into your room, when you've got a roommate, does life change for you? For those of us who are married, <laughs> did life change for you in a drastic way when someone moved in? When your toothbrush was used accidentally or... Mm, when the toothpaste wasn't squeezed in the right place, did that impact you? <laughs> right? When the sheets are not done, or when the comforter is pulled all the way to one side and you are exposed... Right? I mean, there is something that happens. So the coexisting becomes a wrestling match, a struggle, right? It becomes a struggle. And so you go through life, you go through life over a period of time with this, with this struggle here. And, and the, the Greek for with is para, which means beside, alongside. The spirit comes alongside us, right? And this next slide will really help us understand this, this aspect too, that as we look at, the, at, at those four different drawings there, you find that, okay, before salvation really was living without the Holy Spirit, right? At salvation, you find the Spirit is coming into us, right? And we receive the Holy Spirit into our lives, that you are born of water and born of the Spirit, born of the Spirit, Right? This is what born again is. Born of the Spirit. And then when, when that happens, self is still in control. So self is not going to give the Spirit an opportunity to take its rightful place. So what do you do? You begin to fight. We begin to have this, have this tug of war. I, used, I, I think I used this kind of an analogy. Don't even dare drink this water. It's been here for a few weeks, I think. Right? Uh, maybe it might be wine now. Because <laughs> he, walked, he walked into the room, right, Rachel, this morning? Hallelujah. He did this. So, <laughs> let's, let's take this to be, let's take this to be the spirit, and this is the self. So, the spirit comes in, and the self the self is here. The self is here. And over time, the spirit tries to begin to rule the self. So this whole transition from here to here takes a while. And so it comes on equal footing at times. And so this is where now the struggle begins to happen. And we begin to fight. We begin to have this wrestling match as such. Until you and I come to a place where we can say, Spirit take over. Spirit take over. Spirit of the Lord begin to take over. Right? Until we can say that we are fully what we call a spiritual man. So let's go through, let's go through these verses. Self lives alone until the Holy Spirit moves in into our body, into us, into this body, 
right? And, and the next verse pretty much tells us that as we look at this next verse here. Do you not know in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Or do you, know, do, you know, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? So God has given us this temple. This is not yours, but God has given this to you. Right? You are not your own. And in verse 9, it says, Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. So if you are not born again, if you, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you and I don't belong to Him. But if we have the Spirit of Christ, we then now belong to Him. Right? Looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, let's, let's see what that implies. In Him... You also then trusted, and you trusted when? It was before or after? It was after you heard the word of truth. Now, we have the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the Holy Spirit of truth. He leads us into truth. So here we see this in verse 13. In Him, you also, we also trusted only because we heard. Not because we figured this out. Not because, you know, we think it's a good thing. But we heard. We heard something. And what did we hear? We heard the gospel of your salvation. Right? In whom also, having what? Believed. Say it with me. Having believed. Amen. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. So what does this passage mean in the original? Right? We're going to look at that now. So, the same passage here now. If we look at the word believe now, in Him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. So I trusted because I heard the word of truth. And the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, meaning arist active. So at that point in time, Again, what is, when, you, when you hear me use, use terms like Aris, okay, what's Aris? Aris meaning it was an event that took place, right? It was something that already had happened. So, believed, I believed at that point in time, my belief was active. Right? The completeness, so what does, what does that word pisteo mean? The completeness of the act of faith. Not partial, not some, but it is the completeness. I completely believe, and it is an act of my faith. My complete act of my faith. That's why you cannot tell someone, try Jesus. No one can try Jesus. They have to commit. There must be a complete sense of believing at that point in time. Again, that's the reason why you heard me say that there are many premature spiritual births. So, which category then do you fall in? Carnal, natural, or spiritual? Question. And you were sealed. You know, you watch some of these movies. I've, I've, I actually haven't seen them in... No, actually, I think I... No, I think I have. Because I think I've, 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 I've sealed... Certain envelopes, you know, where you have that red thing that you burn and then you, you have some sort of a seal, you know, if you're one of those, if you're a king or something like that, you know, you can seal it. And so that is sealed. 
right? It has, and when you see the seal, you know pretty much what it is. So if you look at that word seal, it's, it's sprajizo, which is an Aris passive meaning, it was done for you. It was nothing that you needed to do. It was sealed. You are sealed. And so it, it is something that you receive because you believe. Because of your active belief, this has happened to you now. Right? You were sealed. To a place, a mark, or an imprint of ownership for security. To legally authenticate. So you are legally authenticated. You are legally his. I've been looking recently been doing a little bit of research in the, it is called the courtrooms of heaven or the court of heaven. It is our legal standing as Jesus is our advocate that legally we present ourselves that sometimes there are things in our lives that have, that have been there for years and years and years because he is able to condemn us and hold this charge against us. But the word of the Lord says that he has disarmed the principalities. So we need to know our footing. We need to know our stand. We need to know our legal stand that we can get into that courtroom and begin to wage this warfare as our advocate begins to fight for us and release us from generational curses, release us from things that have bound us and set us free to a point where we can inherit all, not some, all of what God intends for us. Amen? Amen. That is to rejoice. Thank you for rejoicing with me, my friend. Right? To protect until delivery. Hallelujah. That you are sealed. God wants to protect you until delivery. To postpone until disclosure with the Holy Spirit of promise. Right? That is yours. That is yours. So, what happened after you believed? You were sealed. After you believed, you were sealed. No questions about it. No confusion about it. But who comes to try and confuse us? Obviously, we know the enemy loves to confuse us, right? So in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, it says this. Uh, can I have it on, on this TV as well, please? Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, who is now the guarantee... The Arabon, the earnest money to purchase. So he guaranteed this. He purchased you. He owns you and I. To purchase something. He made a down payment, a pledge that the full amount will be paid. So in the modern Greek, it means it's an engagement ring that he's given us. Right? So who is the guarantee? Our inheritance until redemption. And this is the word where we, where I've, I've shared that with you over the last couple of weeks. The ransom has been paid. Hallelujah. Right? You are released from bondage by paying the required price. So, we were born with original sin. We are now not held by that original sin anymore. But funnily, the impact of that still continues to linger on because we say we are only human. Today, I want to disprove that. Not I, the word, the word of God. So release from bondage by paying the, re the, the required price, the purchase possession. And here again, it is one's own peripoesis. It's one's own property by purchase. Say, I am 
God's possession. I am Jesus' possession. Hallelujah. Jesus has paid the price to praise to the praise of his glory. Right? Self is controlled by the desire of the flesh. Right? It is controlled by, as we said, by our by our own human nature. So we so what we were before we were born again is this that we were this natural man. We were controlled by our by our own human nature. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2, it tells us this, that once, it gives us that understanding that once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey, to obey God. See so the last line, as you, as, you, as you read that. He is the spirit that is at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. And how does this play out in the original? Right, as we look at this here, it says, Among whom also we all once conducted. It is this, this Aris uh, passive, right? And a anastrephal and it says is the way life is conducted behave literally to turn upside down or overthrow among whom also we once we we all once conducted ourselves and how did we conduct ourselves we conducted ourselves in the lusts meaning in deep desire craving longing usually of evil desires of the flesh so you will see in a lot of the slides that I put up the word flesh and sometimes carnal and the original word for that is socks, S-A-R-X. I'm defining it here, but in other places I won't so that you know, right? It is the unregenerated state of mankind. The human body, the human nature, it is only human, we say that. The lower nature of man, fulfilling the desire meaning the will or wishes, the emotion of desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So before receiving the Lord, we were children of wrath. And the wrath of God needed to be dealt with. That wrath of God needed to be appeased. And it was the sacrifice of Jesus. I don't know whether some of you, and, and, and please, I'm not suggesting that you do this, but if you've watched, and I hope this is also not a spoiler alert for those who haven't, it's um, Doctor Strange, uh, multiverse. Doctor Strange, multiverse, right? In one part, in, in the, there was a part in the movie that Doctor Strange had to, had to take a hold of what he says, the dark hold. He had to take the dark hold. In other words, he needed to become darkness in order to fight the darkness. And as he began to take the dark hold, there began to come changes in his appearance. And as that happened, I looked at Krista and I was telling Krista, I said, didn't Jesus need to take 
the darkness that was there. And so when he did, would he have looked as ugly as this for you and I? That moment as I watched that, it broke something in me. To begin to realize that he became that ugly. Hence, when I'm thinking of Isaiah that says he was marred beyond human recognition, suddenly began to mean something else as I saw, as I watched this. Again, this is not for me to encourage you to go watch that or whatever, you know. It's not, it's just that that's something that I really got out, out of seeing the context because otherwise my whole mindset and imagination never ever traveled there. Never ever traveled to a place where Jesus took a hold of that darkness for you and I. So among whom also we all once conducted our way of life, ourselves in the lust, we conducted this. This is how we lived, right? Longing the cravings of our flesh, the unregenerated state, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature the children of wrath, right? So here we find that self struggles because our flesh and spirit have opposing desires. Right? And we see, this in the, we, see this in the next, we see this in the next verse. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 17, it says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Sucks, as you heard that earlier. Right? For the desires, which is the present active, which is presently active in you and I, to have, that desire means to have intense desires. Right? To gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires or the intense desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires, hear this, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. So the spirit is against the flesh. The flesh is against the spirit. So these are like two wrestlers now coming against one another. And for those are opposed, meaning antikemai, which means Again, it is the present active. It is to lie opposite or to set against. As I mentioned, to set against like these two wrestlers begin to set against one another to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So the flesh fights the spirit. The spirit is fighting the flesh. And at the end of the day, as long as that happens, it keeps you and I from doing the things that you and I want to do. So the, cell, the, the flesh knows that the works of the flesh are what are carnal. Right? Ephesians 5, 19, 20, uh, chapter, chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident. So what are they? What are the works of the flesh, if you were to ask yourself? How do you know what the works of the flesh are? Look up there. Or look at your... Look at your Bible. It says, they are evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensual, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy. Strife, jealousy. You mean I'm jealous of someone and that, that's bad? Fits of anger. 
rivalries, dissension, division. When there's division in the house, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like that, everything's been specified there, folks. These are things of the flesh, they are works. So how do I get victory over the flesh then? Because if we don't get victory over the flesh, we'll never experience the spirit, guys. We'll never experience the freedom that comes in knowing the spirit. Self struggles to accept that nothing good dwells in the flesh. Do you know this is a hard thing to accept? Ponder for a while. Nothing good lies in your flesh. You mean nothing good at all? Yeah. Because look at Romans chapter 7, verse 18. It says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh. Say that, that is in my Come on, say that one more time. That is in my flesh. That's right. Not your neighbor's flesh. Not the person sitting beside you. But in my flesh. Nothing good. Say that again with me. Nothing good dwells. So the word oikeo, which is again present active here. To occupy a house, reside, remain. So nothing good dwells, resides, remains. For to will is present in me, right? But how to perform what is good, I do not find. Isn't that something we experience on a consistent basis? For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. And when, when it happens, what do we say? I am only human. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking of you. Right? I'm only human. <laughs> right? That song, if you know that. So it says this, that it's because I'm human, so that, that's, just, that, that's just normal, that's just natural because I'm human. Yes, for a natural person. But you've got to ask yourself, are you a natural person? Or are you a spiritual person? That's good. Right? That's good. So, which takes us to our next verse. Or well, the next point here is this, realizes that our flesh is an enemy of the spirit and cannot be reformed. So your flesh cannot be reformed. You can't beautify your, your flesh. You can't put all the foundation, all of the whatever it is, for all of the Botox and everything. It is not, it ain't going to change. It ain't going to reform anything at all. You can't remove the wrinkles. You know, if I take this out and do whatever, I've tried so many different things and the blackness is still under my eye. Right? 
you know, in, in the worst part is you go to shopping centers like in Malaysia, not over here, and maybe even over here, but in Malaysia, I know, or Asian countries, they, they somehow they spot this thing in you, right? Hey, come, you know, you could, you want to try this cream, you put under your eyes, it becomes white. And about three, four times I bought it and nothing has happened as yet. <laughs> it ain't, right? So it's still this, it's still this, it's still this sense that it's out here. You cannot reform the flesh. I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't take care. It doesn't mean you don't look good. It doesn't mean you don't, you know, dress and you don't, you know, use makeup and all. No, that's, that's not it, folks. That's not what this means, right? But we work so hard. And in Romans 8, let's, let's, let's look at that, what it says here. Because the carnal, which is sucks the flesh, right? Mind, the carnal mind is enmity, meaning an enemy. It's hatred. It's enemy. Ectra. It hates. There is a hatred against God. Your flesh actually really hates God. We don't look at it like that. We say, no, my, no, I love God. No, your flesh really hates God. Against God, for it is not sub subject, meaning, and this is the present uh, present passive, right? It is not subject, upatasso, which means it is presently, it is to submit, to arrange under. It is not arranged, meaning our flesh is not automatically submissive. It has to be active. Aris active, but this is Aris passive. So in other words, our flesh is, is, is not, is, 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 is not intentionally submitted to God. We have to work on bringing it under submission to the law of God, nor indeed can be dunamide, meaning to be able to have the power. It hasn't got the power. It hasn't got the dunamide to bring it. Wow. Got to realize that, folks. Do you see now how many times we've read portions of Scripture and we potentially don't understand the intents of what it actually really is. So I know over time, over the last few weeks, this is my fourth week, I just hope you're staying with me. You know, I'm giving a lot of this out because we need to move beyond milk. We need to be start eating meats. Right? No more milk, guys. We need to be carnivores, right? We need to eat meats. No vegetarians here when it comes to the Word of God. Hallelujah. We need to really eat meat in that sense. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> and all the vegetarians say, Amen. <laughs> I don't know. It cannot please, right? The flesh. The flesh cannot please God when living... You cannot, sorry. We cannot please God when we are living in the flesh. And, and let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 8. It says this, So then, those who are in the flesh, in the socks, cannot please. You cannot. You cannot be pleasing. You cannot be acceptable to God. When God looks at you in the flesh. You're not pleasing to Him. We cannot please Him. So most of us, we try to, f to be good in the flesh, but 
we, we, we really can't fix it. So stop trying to fix the flesh, but work on relating to the Spirit of God. So these 40 days of consecration is all about that, working on trying to relate to the Spirit of God. So the question to ponder for us right here. Now, here comes, this is a really interesting part here. You will begin to find over the next few weeks, I thought actually I will, I, I thought that all of what I'm going to be sharing is going to end by next week. Next week, Brian's going to be speaking on the bond servant, on being a bond servant, being a slave to, to Christ, right? Being a, being a bond servant. Following that, we've got living with fullness. And I honestly thought that my teaching on this consecration was going to end. It's, it's not going to end. I will have probably about another eight to ten more weeks to touch on this. Right? To go further and deeper and deeper and deeper into this. So beyond the living of fullness, we will not call it 40 days of consecration, but we will refer to this as our season of consecration. Amen? You guys, you guys happy with that? Yeah. Amen? Amen. Is this getting deeper? Is this getting somewhere for you, folks? Yes? No? Okay. If it is not coming, no, seriously. If it is not, if you feel there's anything that you would love to give me feedback, please come. I've been asking feedback from different ones, and that's why I've made some changes here and there. But I, I really want to, I'm, I'm, I really want to only because I feel really, I, I really feel led of the Lord to take this approach over this period of time. Just speak scripture after scripture and let scripture reveal itself. Let scripture um, interpret other portions of scripture. So this process is what we call exegesis. So I'm exegeting scripture. I'm going, we're, we're digging deeper. We're, we're drilling down, right? We're drilling for the oil. We're drilling for gold. So we've got to go down. So, so please, please stay with me. Even if you're a young person, right? Even if you're a teenager, stay with me. Because this is, this is deep stuff for you. And, it, you know, if you do chemistry, physics, biology in school and all of that, this is really nothing. This is simple for you to understand. So just stay, so please stay with me. So the question that you've got to ponder is, is how do I now transition from living in the flesh to walking in the spirit? How do I walk, walk in the spirit? Right? 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, he says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can, can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. How do, they, how, how do you obtain this? How do you obtain this aspect of the things of God? What does it say here? Oops, no wonder. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. Read that with me. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So why can't they receive it? Because they are spiritually discerned. So let's look at this. So self must learn to walk in the spirit or what will happen? You will remain carnal for 
years. So the question that was asked this morning, or thought that was given was this, that even as we are walking in the Spirit, we, can st- we still sin. So the, 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 the point I suppose I want to bring across here is this, that whilst we are in the Spirit, can we be, are, we, are we carnal? Can we still be carnal? Keep the question in the back of your mind. And let's wrestle with that this morning, right? So let's, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And it says this, But the natural, which is the natural life governed by, the, by sensuous, sensuous nature, right? The natural, the sukikos. Man does not, you do not, the natural man does not receive Take up meaning except by deliberate and ready reception of what is offered. So the natural man cannot naturally, cannot receive. You cannot receive this that is being offered to you, right? The things of the Spirit. So the things of the Spirit, you, if you function naturally, you will never be able to receive the things of the Spirit. That is why you, you've heard terms like this, to be naturally supernatural and to be supernaturally natural. So God is calling us into that realm of the Spirit. So many times we don't seem to be able to receive things because we're looking at it with our minds. We're trying to achieve all of this with our minds. Right? With our flesh. But we are thinking, folks, we are genuinely... We are genuinely wanting it. It's not like as if you are, you are being ingenuine here. No. There are so many. I mean, if you are ingenuine, you won't even be here. It's because you are genuine. But there is something that is hindering. And we don't seem to, rea- we don't seem to realize that. Right? But we know now the natural. So when you say, oh, it's only human. Yeah, it's only human. So if you continue to say that you are only human, then that's what you will ever be. That's what we will ever be. We will never be able to receive by ready reception what is being offered, the things of the Spirit of God. For they are... Why? Because they are foolishness. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So spiritually, and here the word is pneumatikos which is mean it is led by or assisted by the aid of the Spirit. So you can only understand this through the aid and through the assistance of the Holy Spirit. Hence why it says that the Spirit of God will lead you into all truth. So if you and I don't consistently look at wanting to walk in the Spirit, What's going to happen? We will remain being natural. Right? Let me end with this last verse here. There are quite a few more slides that I have to go through, but I want to leave you with this. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as 
too carnal as to babes in Christ. Let me repeat that verse. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid, milk, solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So the joke this morning in our morning rehearsal, I won't tell you who said it, but when we said, oh, it's, this is only for mere men as such, so it's only peculiar to us as men. That means women, we can afford to sin, but women, you cannot afford to sin, in other words. So that was the, that, that, that was the joke this morning, Right? Now, obviously, you know that this doesn't imply that, right? To all of us as, may, as mere human beings. As mere human beings. So, let's look at the original context then. So, in order to be spiritual people, pneumaticos, right? To be assisted by the Spirit to, to understand that. For, but as to carnal, again, it's that word sucks, meaning fleshly, sensual control by fallen human nature. As to babes, nipios, meaning the infant little child or childishness, that, but as to carnal or babes, childishness in us and in Christ. So now here, this is a church. This is the Corinthian church that he's saying, guys, you're like babes. You're carnal. That's who you are. That's what Paul is addressing. He's addressing a church that's carnal. So let's look at ourselves. Are we spiritual? Right? So there are three categories here that we gather from this verse. One is, it refers to the natural person. It is the unconverted and cannot receive the things of the Spirit. Why do you think we invite people, come, be born again, come, receive Jesus. Have you invited Jesus into your heart? Have you invited His Spirit into your heart? That's the reason we ask that. Why? Because if you don't, you'll never be able to understand the things of the Spirit. You'll never understand the language, nor the kingdom of the Holy Spirit, nor venture into the kingdom of the, of the Holy Spirit. Then comes the spiritual person. The spiritual person is converted, denies the flesh, and walks by the Spirit. And then comes the carnal person. The carnal person is converted, but chooses to live by the flesh as mere men. That's what you and I choose. Right? So many things. There are so many different... I, I want to I leave this here today and I will pick this up in about three weeks from now. Not next week, not the week after, but, but after that. So, I really hope that you'll come for that, you know, for me to be able to share various other things. So, self needs to prioritize ways to put to death the flesh by the Spirit. You've got to put to death 
the flesh by the Spirit. Amen? So this morning we've got communion, and the reason why over the next few weeks we're going to be doing communion this way again is we want to, we want to give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord as you come up. And as you come up, and as you begin to take these emblems of, you know, the communion emblems, um, actually, Anna, can I just invite you to just play a couple of chords for me, please? Thank you. Okay. And as you, as you begin to, to take a hold of, uh, to take a hold of, of these emblems this, this morning, I want you to, we won't, we won't do any worship this morning except I'll have Anna just kind of provide us that space for us to all respond. As you come, feel free if you want to sit here, you want to kneel here, you want to go back to your seats, do that. But I, I, I want you to, I want to ask you this, this question. Maybe let, let me go back to those slides there. There is one that I'd really love to probably write at the end. So ask, you, ask yourself this, stages of walking in the Spirit. For someone who's had a spiritual breakthrough, that you've lost confidence in your flesh and you stop trying to reform your flesh, that I walk most of the time in the Spirit and consciously seek not to quench the Spirit, but to be filled by Him. Oh, you're living in the flesh. This is all new to me, Lord. And I'm not sure how to have communion with the Spirit. So I must admit that I fall too many times and I need to learn to walk in the Spirit and not the flesh. Or maybe you're in this category. You're struggling with the flesh. I have made some progress, but I still struggle. Sorry. I still struggle too much with the flesh. I need to put off the old man more quickly and consciously walk in the spirit. So when you see the word old man here, it's not your father, okay, please. Right? Wives, it's not the husband or whatever, right? It's literally the old man. There's old self in us. And that you walk consciously. But living the Spirit is this, that I have been with the Spirit in close relationship and I'm more conscious of honoring Him. I'm ready to come to live my consecration by living a life in the Spirit on an ongoing basis. Uh, I want to say this now and again, today is about, what did I say earlier? It's about eggs. Examination. Say that with me. It is about examination. When I were to ask someone here, if I were to say, 
Christina, I want you to come up and share a testimony right now of what God's been doing to you. Immediately what happens, deer on headlights, right? You look and you think, oh, Lord, here am I, send Greg. Maybe you might say that, right? So for, for Greg to go. And, and, and then, but something's going on on the inside. And I, and I want, and follow me very closely on this. Because when we are consistently walking in the Spirit, the, the flesh is in submission. Because the question you've got to ask yourself is, at that point in time, when that is asked to share a testimony, what happens? Oh, what, 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 what should I share? What can I share? Well, I don't, I don't want to, I feel so embarrassed going up. I'm, I'm a little, I'm shy. All of those things are what? Are they the things of the spirit or are they the things of the flesh? So they are carnal. Right? They are carnal. So sometimes, you know, I'll come up in the morning when we're having rehearsal, I'll say, okay, Rachel, uh, I want you to lead worship. I want you to do, oh, no, I'm not prepared yet. What is that? No, I'm not saying that that's what she's. I'm just using Rachel as an example, right? Anyone that I'm using here, it's not that that's what they've done. It's just an example. Paul says that you, are, you and I are to be ready in season and out of season. Right? So, the reason I'm saying this is, someone comes and says, can you please help being an usher? Oh, no. I, I don't smile enough. Uh, it's, it's, it's COVID now, so I don't want to touch someone's hands. Otherwise, I have to, you know, several other, you know, whatever the reasons are, ask yourself, where does that fall into? Into the carnal self or into the spiritual self? Into the spiritual man. So where you are in your own journey with the Lord. Okay, when you're challenged, you know, you ought to tithe, you ought to give 10%. 10%? What these guys want to do? Are they rip off? Why do they need 10%? What about 8.5? So and then you look through, you know, your, your, your whatever you receive this 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 month and you say okay $3,870 okay I'll tie $387 because that's exactly 10% why can't make it 380 why can't make it 390 why can't make it 400 why must it be exactly $387.50 so what is that in response to the flesh or the spirit? I'm asking this because God's nailing me. Guys, I've been set free from, from different things through the spirit of time. Some things I want to go back to because it gave me joy. I want to go back to when I, I don't have the appetites. But I'm scared after these 40 days that I might have that appetite again. Because we look at these as moments in time. This is a campaign. No, it's a lifestyle. 
So as you come and take the emblems today, I want God to, I want you to ask God, Lord, nail me. Examine me. Because he took upon himself your sin, your addiction, your shame, your failure. You know, folks, I refuse to accept that I could only, my wife and I could only plant an Asian church. I refuse to. But in my carnal self, I probably could. But I refuse to because I responded to the Spirit of the Lord who said, plant a multicultural work. That's why we have a multicultural congregation. So you ask yourself, why, do we, why are we only comfortable with certain... Is it the flesh or is it the spirit? Amen. So this morning, please come forward. Come forward and, and let's, let's, let's partake. Father, we, we just want to give this time to you and we invite you to examine us. Friends, as you feel, as you feel ready, please come up. Take an emblem, go back to your seats or kneel or just be with the Lord during, during this time. And tell the Lord, please, come and wash over me, Lord. Let me not come to this place of just feeling that I'm a mere man. That's it. And when you've done, when you've done this time with the Lord, when you feel He's examined you, please feel free to go and collect your children. Please feel free to leave in the communion of the Lord. Right? Leave in the favor of the Lord. Leave in the assurance of His goodness and His love for you. I will not be leading in prayer with regards to the body and blood. You do that by yourself today. By yourself. But all I ask is this. Ask the Lord to please search me. Examine me. That is my response, a response of the flesh, the carnal response, or is it the response of the spirit? If you're carrying an offense, a hurt, an anger, it's probably lodged in that carnal area. It wouldn't be lodged in your spirit, but it'll hinder your spirit. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Do you know this song?
we have the song thank you Je- thank you Jesus for the blood I was a wretch I remember who I was I was born I was blind I was running out of time Sin separated for far too wide From the far side of the chasm was right me in your side you made a way bus to please cross the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside thank you Jesus for the blood of Christ Thank you, Jesus, you have washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. You brought me from the darkness into glorious light. Let's do the chorus once again. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For the blood applied Thank you, Jesus It was washed me white So thank you, Jesus You have saved my life You brought me out of darkness Into glorious light Verse 3 You took my place Laid inside my empty sin You were buried for three days And you walked right out again And now death thing And life has no end For I have been transformed by the blood of the Lamb Thank you Thank you Jesus For the blood applied Thank you Jesus You have washed me white Oh thank you Thank you Jesus You have saved my out of darkness into glorious light you brought me you brought me out of darkness into glorious light thank you Lord thank you Jesus bless you Father Thank you.